Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. For the Steakhouse. You're about to experience the fastest two hours in radio history. With Steve Shabiro. We've been doing this a long time, and I know what you're thinking. You're so youthful and relevant. The young people come to you in droves. Sandra Golden. I know! And little did we know it meant two different things. Rusty Menzel. You don't treat people that way and make Rusty rock. And Drew Butler. What are you going to say when it happens that I'm the man? Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. It's the Steakhouse. Brought to you by John Foy and Associates. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Good morning, Atlanta. Welcome into the Steakhouse here on Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com, the Odyssey app, Mark Zeno for Steak Shapiro, alongside a man who woke up this morning and chose violence. No. His name is Rusty Mansell. No, you chose violence, particularly against me. No, I just, once I realized you were on the other side of the fence, but Andrew Jones, the whole morning shifted. And, uh, you know, so we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get into that. Phone lines are going to be popping today, and we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to let Atlanta give their opinion, Mark. On Andrew Jones. I, I I know what the opinion is. What's the opinion? The opinion is that everybody thinks he's a Hall of Famer. Okay. We're going to get into it. We don't have to get in. I mean, but, but it's going to be a great discussion today. You have to understand something. Like, I am, and and anybody who has followed me or listened to me for over years and years and years, knows that I am so anti this movement that we've gotten into in the last five to ten years where everybody's a Hall of Famer. No, they're not. No, not in They're, baseball. Like, like it, it, we are so rushing to put people in the Hall of Fame and I say this again, you know, we've done this, if you're not with me, you're against me thing in society now, where if I say Andrew Jones on a Hall of Famer, that equates me to me saying he's a crap player and he stinks. No, he was a very good, very high level, really good player for a really long time. That's okay. You can end the sentence there. It's okay to not be a Hall of Famer. Uh, I agree with that. It's like, not, everybody it's don't get not an insult. Everybody don't get it's a trophy. not an insult. Uh, it's not, listen, I agree. But we're going to get into it right now. This was... One of the dominant, elite, elite players, five or six years. I'm not going to argue with you. Okay, but that's Hall of Fame to me. If you dominate the highest level of professional sports, and I agree with you now, I, I, there's way too many people getting these things. But for baseball, in especially particular, football, especially football, I agree with that. They but just but start throwing people in that. Yes, thing. I agree with that. So when you start talking about baseball, the fact that Dell Murphy is not in there to me is BS. Because I think was, there's an argument for that, yeah. You know, two time MVP, two time yeah. MVP of the league twice. Yeah. How many MVPs did Andrew Jones win? Listen, okay, like, okay, okay, but okay. I'm, but we're going to talk right, about longevity okay. and being elite. Now, to now me. we're going to bring the longevity thing into the whole thing. And yeah, I'm just going to pour a lot of water on uh, your argument. We dom- He was a dominant mm. player. Yeah, the best center fielder in Major League Baseball. You know what you can do with your longevity. Because I'm a guy who, who play baseball. Be- you play baseball a long time. Uh, you can. 100 <laughs> percent believes that Frank Gore doesn't belong in the All right, Hold on. I'm going to the bullpen, and I'm going to give my man Bo Johnson 30 seconds. Bo, back oh, me on boy, this. Here we go. The most dominant player in his position for 10 years. 10 years. Okay. 10 years. Okay. That's a pretty no, no, big no, no, chunk. You're leaving of out. Of, time. You're leaving out a big part. You're leaving. Also, out a big, you're leaving out a big part when you say dominant. Dominant. I said most def- dominant. Defensive. Most dominant. Defensively. He was not the most dominant. Said most dominant he player at his Who was a more dominant center fielder while Andrew Jones was winning ten gold gloves? Uh, How many home okay. runs did he hit? Four fifty. Uh, right around there. Yeah. All right. Is Ozzy uh, Smith the Hall of Famer? Uh, we, yes or no? He is in the Hall of Fame. Imagine no. Ozzy Smith plus okay. four hundred home runs. Terry Bradshaw. That's not a Hall of Terry Famer. Bradshaw doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. He's We're not in. arguing Terry Bradshaw. Okay, but again, I, you're arguing. Why are you bringing up Terry Bradshaw? Because there are a lot of people like Ozzy Smith who would not get in the Hall of Fame by today's standards. 
Okay, so the the the, the metric has moved. If if a player put Ozzy Smith's numbers up and was defensively as good as he was and had the defensive worth, does not get in the Hall of Fame in 2024. Ozzy Smith going to the, the Hall of Fame set a precedent that defense matters. Okay, so you're picking one guy, one. He's the most dominant the, player in his position okay. for about, you know, Show me the second years. defensive player who's gotten in, because if Vizquel's is every bit as good as Ozzie Smith, and he's not in. Let's you're going you to make that argument you, you're going to lose this argument with let me. me. Let me, no, let me, let me hold on a second. Let me, let's make this easier. I want someone listening in the city of Atlanta or on the Odyssey app anywhere, 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. Call in and tell me Andrew Jones does not deserve to be in. Let's make it easier. Somebody call in and say 404-726-0929 that Andrew Jones is not a Hall of Famer, and we'll go with that. I mean, you, no, you, no, no, you no, just no. walked into Athens and said, somebody here tell me Georgia's not the best football team. Well, there, What answer do you think you're going to get with that question? There's, there's one out-of-towner in, in the town. We're in Athens? Yeah. We're talking about a major <laughs> metropolitan city of Atlanta. Somebody is not a Braves fan. We're going to get – we got to call in? No. We, 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 yeah. we, have to, we, we have a lot of stuff to do here. All right. We right. could, but I'm just let's telling get, you, this, this is, that is absolute BS. But we'll finish this today. We will. Right now, let's do the 9-9. Time to build the foundation of today's show with the top nine at nine. 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 On the Steakhouse. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. All right. Uh, Atlanta Falcons news. B. John Robinson named to the Pro Football Writers All-Rookie Team. Not surprising at all. Uh, for those who want to have the argument, Bijan wasn't used properly. No, he was. He didn't get enough touches. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I, I, uh, the, the numbers say that. So uh, Raheem Morris completes his second interview with the Falcons. Remember, Raheem was a interim coach here. Um, at this point, we're going to dive into this coming up here in about 15 minutes or so. Yep. To Belichick or not to Belichick, that is the question for the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, that's really what it boils down to at this point. Uh, and I have some interesting information here why it might go in a different direction. Uh, and former Falcons head coach recently to Smith, Arthur Smith, is uh, receiving serious interest from several teams about his OC position. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting as well where he ends up. But Raheem Morris is a guy that I think a lot of people, you know, meet talking to Falcons fans and people in this city, like that's a guy that I think everybody would be okay with. Uh, Bijan Robinson, you talk about that and, and people, what, what touches he got. Bijan Robinson is going to be one of those guys. Where if you're looking at this team as a as a head potential head coach, you know you're excited because that guy's there, and that's a big value to us. And you know, looking at Jameer Gibbs Sunday for the for the Detroit Lions and watching him in high school at Dalton, uh, just outstanding. Two outstanding rookie running backs. It went in the top twelve. Um, Braves, as we just talked about, 2024 Hall of Fame class announced. No Andrew Jones, Adrian Beltre, Todd Helton, Joe Maurer in. Listen, if it makes you feel any better, I don't think Joe Maurer belongs in. Uh, and not over Andrew Jones. I don't think Joe Maurer belongs in over period. Like past the gates, like without a ticket. Um, Does Dale Murphy have a vote left? Is he out? He's no, he's on the Veterans Committee now. I think it's, it's where he's stuck with. So I think he's off the actual ballot itself. Um, so, yeah, look, I mean, uh, there are certainly some. The, the, the bottom line here is there are certainly a lot of guys who have a great argument. Um, but I am for the idea that every Hall of Fame should be the elite of the elite, not okay. just the really good, the very good. So or, how, many, how, many, how, many, how many would you say go in each class? Two, maybe? It, I mean, the Hall of Fame, baseball does it differently than football does, yep. right? Yep. So football just shoves six people in every year because, yep. well, we have to put six in. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Um, yeah, but one or two usually every year is, is kind of what uh, usually ends up happening. Um, 
NFL, Chiefs-Bills, most watched divisional round playoff game ever. 56.2 million people. And doesn't it suck for the NFL that they can't get Chiefs-Ravens as the late game? As the late game? Because yep. the 49ers are in California. Let me tell you something. And I'm, I'm going to tell I you. I would th- tell those Niners fans, you know what? You're going to a game at noon. I don't care. I, he, <laughs> I'm, I'm with stake on this, on the Taylor Swift deal. Um, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. But I can tell you right now, Zeno, that my eight-year-old daughter tuned in. Yeah, and you know well, why she tuned in? You know why she tuned in? Because she knows two people. Travis Kelsey, Kelsey and Taylor Swift. She knows Taylor Swift yep. and Travis Kelsey. And my eight-year-old daughter can tell you right now what position Travis Kelsey plays. Yeah. So you talking about extra eyes? The NFL loves every minute of it. That's why they keep putting them on TV. No doubt. Uh, Raiders reportedly expected to hire former Chargers GM Tom Telesco as their new GM. Mel Kiefer early draft predictions. First mock draft quarterbacks going one, two, and three. And then finally, a rusty uh, tonight. Hawks Warriors, 9.30 pregame, 10 o'clock tip right here on your home for Hawks basketball, 92.9 the game. Trey Young out. You guys still got a little bit of a headache. His, his noggin ain't right. Listen, we, we there's so much going on with the Hawks, but I got a chance to watch them two weeks ago, and they did win the game at the buzzer. But defensively, they they, they, don't, they won't know part of it. They won't know part of it. I don't have nice things to say, so I won't say them at all. I'm with you on that. We can go to another subject. Yeah. Um, I mean, because, you know. I don't feel like I can yell that. I've already got enough people mad how about at me today. Joe, How about Embiid, what he did? Yeah, that was pretty sick. Uh, by the way, Bucks fire Adrian Griffin. Second place team. <laughs> he did. He, he pissed the wrong person off or something happened. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he absolutely said something to the wrong person, yeah. which is why I tread carefully around here. Because, you know, I don't want to be the next Adrian Griffin on my way out. This hour of the Steakhouse brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration. One-day treatment, life-changing results. AdvancedHair.com. All right, we come back. Um, you know, what is tugging at Arthur Blank's heartstrings is so much stronger than I ever gave it credit for, Rusty. I'll explain that coming up next. Mark Zeno for Steak Shapiro alongside Rusty Manziel. It's a steakhouse here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back to more of the fastest and most fun two hours in radio. It's the Steakhouse. Yeah, let's go. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back to the Steakhouse here, Sports Radio 929 The Game. Mark Zinnemann for Steak Shapiro alongside Rusty Mansell. And Rusty woke up this morning and chose violence. Uh, we'll get into that coming up here later on in the show. X has my back. Appreciate you folks. I know you guys Get do. some of stats, do. man. Which, thankfully, they've conveniently left me out of the conversation. They have. They're not really saying anything about you. Okay, good. That's Because that's what I desire, <laughs> to not be talked about. Um, we'll do the tailgate coming up here in a little more than uh, 20 minutes. Uh, also, right after the top of the hour here, uh, what quarterback should the Falcons be eyeing and how much will the top three picks in the draft decide what they have to do? So we'll get into all that coming up. Uh, plenty to do here, belly up. Uh, we also have uh, three strikes, which I think we have a really good three we strikes question. Three, we have some great three we strikes. Have, we, have some, we, we were talking pre-show. I think we got a, a fun one, oh, yeah. to say the least. Uh, so stay tuned for all that. All right, Falcons coaching search continues. Um, and look, you know, I think it's important to remember the timeline here. And I put this out on Twitter X earlier in the week. And I said, Rusty, that, you know, a lot of Falcons fans don't realize that hiring Bill Belichick may be the absolute very best thing for this franchise. If you believe that the brain trust of Arthur Blank and Rich McKay, which has now selected the last four coaches, 
that have been here, um, whose only measure of success is directly tied to Matt Ryan, right? Correct. Um, At quarterback. Then if, if the, the pickers are the, the – and the pickers process is the problem, Belichick coming in here would change the pickers process because at this point, it's fair to say, at least from what we know you can deduce from what we've seen in reports, that Bill and Rich are not friends. Think about the way all this went down. And this is really what, what, what has happened. Arthur Blank met with Bill Belichick on his yacht yep. one-on-one. One-on-one. My theory is the supposed conversation. Hey, and Bill. That, and that leaked. You know how that leaked? That girl saw the, him riding yep. on the boat dock yep. and took a picture. Yep. Okay. So Belichick got on the yacht, had a one-on-one meeting with the owner. That is some Daniel Snyder, Jerry Jones kind of ish right there. Yep. That's the stuff those kind of – it's not typically what Arthur has done. Yep. But that meeting one-on-one was to sit there and have a conversation about, what do you want, Bill? We want you. I'd love you to coach here. What are your terms? Because Belichick gets to pick his terms. That's, that, 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 at this point, that's not he, open he for has, negotiation. He has a leverage. Yep. Then they have a second interview in which we know that Rich McKay and Terry Fontenot and Arthur Blank were all involved. But technically, that was the first interview. Technically, it was on, the first on interview. Paper. Yeah. Yes, on, on paper. On paper is the first interview. Right. Right? So, and remember, before that it was you can't talk to our coordinators. Then the second interview, a.k.a. first interview, the, the group interview came. Yep. Then it was, oh, you can talk to our coordinators. Yep. And we all thought it was a fait accompli that Belichick was going to get the job here. Yep. And if you follow him the sports betting odds, right after the second interview, his number plummeted going to the Falcons. Like, it was almost even money. Yep. Like, it was almost done. And so now we get to this window here on Monday where you're allowed to start hiring guys, right? Yep. Nothing's happened. Tuesday, but, nothing's happened. Wednesday, but, we're still but, here. But, but I'm correct. They still have one more minority yes. in-person interview. They but can't again, hire anyone. The, anyone. The, they could have completed those minority interviews in a matter of, of, of four hours on Monday at lunch for the sake of getting it done and had Belichick signed by that okay. evening if right. they wanted it to happen that badly. Okay. Right? I mean, yep. in, in theory, yep. may, may, maybe I'm shortening the timeline, but the uh, point is it could have been accelerated. They could have sped it up. Yep. It easily could have been accelerated. Yep. Um, so... I say all that to say that now we're in this sort of limbo here, and from people I've talked to, Belichick and McKay are, are, are again, not friends. And this is one of these things where Arthur has to decide, do I want Rich or do I want Bill? Because my guess is is that you don't get both. And if you think logically, go back to Spygate, go back to Deflategate, hi. Um, The competition committee had a say in that punishment. Who's on the competition committee? Rich McKay. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Okay. So this goes back a while that the, the if you connect the dots here, that there's probably some angst between the two of these guys. And the reason that this hasn't happened yet, in my opinion, is because, well, guess what? Uh, Belichick and McKay are on a package deal. I would argue that if the Falcons' process has been broken and there's room to say that it has been, you know what? In the big picture – that process getting turned upside down may be the best thing for this organization. Well, you hit your wagon and to one of those guys, and here's the thing, too. Both of those guys are alpha male. Both of them have been in very powerful positions. And to look at either one of them, if you're Arthur Blank, and say, okay, Bill, you're going to have to relinquish this part. <laughs> or, Rich, you're going to have to relinquish this part if we're going to bring this guy in the building. What happens then? Arthur Blank has to say, Okay, I'm going to ride with this guy, and if this decision doesn't happen, I'm still sticking with Rich McKay. Or if I take Belichick knowing, McKay, look, you're either going to take this other role 
relinquish some of this, what you have done for this organization for a long, long time, and give it up. That's the decision. But let me, let me, let me give you this, too, as we get into the coaching stuff. Not going to say who, but everybody listening to this radio station would know this name. I had some time with an, a current NFL player last week. And I really didn't bring up some of the coaching stuff. I brought up the quarterback play in the NFL. And that player who has played a long time in the NFL is like, Rusty, it's all about quarterback. Of course. If you don't have one, I don't care who your coach is. So See Arthur Smith. We talk about these decisions, and I, I get it. It's headline news and all that. But it doesn't matter who we bring in this damn building if we don't get the well, quarterback. The only thing that matters right. is that person is going to have a huge say in who the quarterback being chosen is. Yes. So, you know, cart before the horse kind of thing here. And, again, the process to me is the issue. I say this all the time, and this is why I defended Arthur Smith religiously. The process that he had was right. Process over results. I believe that process, okay, more often than not, nets the right results. It's not an absolute, yep. but if your process is good, your results will follow. Yeah. Okay? The process here is broken because well, if well, they well, got well, Matt well, Ryan wrong, guess what? Okay. okay. There's, there's, there's nothing. Okay, but Arthur Smith hits his wagon to Desmond Ritter. Again. He did. Again. That we, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean it, it doesn't there, mean there, that everybody. That's not the whole story. Uh, okay. Not no, the whole no, story. No, no, no. But you're saying we got Matt Ryan right, mm-hmm. and it changed the, the franchise for the next ten years. Yep. It changed the next ten years. Okay. For whatever reason, Arthur Smith went into the season with Desmond Ritter. He drafted him. He didn't play him. He played him what three games a year before? Four. four yeah. Didn't play him. He played nine snaps in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. Obviously, it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> okay, I know, I know, but I'm saying you hit your wagon to these guys. Okay, it doesn't mean that Arthur Smith can't. Co- I, I don't. Arthur Smith, the guy, has been successful. He yes. has a resume. He has been successful calling plays. I think it's unfair that he's taken that type. I see people in the media now ripping him about play calling. Oh God. Okay, but that's fine. But I will tell you this, he hitched his wagon to Desmond Ritter, and he is now unemployed. And those are decisions that this next coach, or what you're saying, I don't care if it's Belichick. I don't care who it is. Whoever comes in this building has got to get this quarterback pick right, or we'll be doing this again in two years. And and look, again, process-wise, if the Falcons miss out on Belichick and they go in the direction of a young first-time coordinator. um, I don't don't know that it's going to happen. I I, I mean, the, the candidates are getting slimmer now. Well, four, again, job, four jobs now. My I think issue four. is this. I mean, here's my here's my angst with Bobby Slowick. Okay, he's called plays for one quarterback in this league, C.J. Stroud, a rookie, who's pretty damn good. Okay, uh, right now C.J. Stroud is probably like a top ten, top eight quarterback. I in the agree league. with that. That's not that much of a leap to say. You can see it; it pops off the page at you. Yeah, uh, I, I saw it in the in the national semifinal, ga- national championship game, whatever yeah, it was. Uh, trust me, I was in the building. Yeah, so was I. Yeah. That, 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 that's when I knew. Yeah. Um. So, you know, he's not going to have that same luxury. Like, you know, at least with Arthur, Arthur Smith took a first round pick in Tennessee. Yeah. In Ryan Tannehill, who wasn't good. Yeah. And made him good. Like. That's the thing about Ben Johnson. Like, Jared Goff, to a certain extent, wasn't good, and he made him good, right? Even Sean McVay. Like, Sean McVay came from Washington. Kyle Shanahan took Matt Ryan, who was good, but made him MVP. Like, 
I need that sort of comfort level with the next coach, and I just don't know that the process here lends me to believe that they're going to get that guy. Well, again, I, whoever it is, Mark, I don't care if you bring in Nick Saban to coach the Falcons. If he doesn't get the quarterback pick right, we're going to still be having this discussion uh, a year from now. My favorite Nick Saban quote, I'm really good at coaching good players. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know why he didn't play with the Dolphins? Because the doctor wouldn't clear Drew Brees. Why he didn't coach the Dolphins? He said, F this, I'm out. If the doctor clears Drew Brees to play, <laughs> think about think about the ramifications of that decision. Oh, man. If the doctor clears. The space-time clears, continuum would have been disrupted. If the doctor would have <laughs> the cleared flux Drew Brees. The would have been fluxing. Because from what I have heard, I don't know all the facts, but an outside doctor, if they had look at Drew Brees, said the guy can play. The Miami team doctor said his shoulder will never be the same. Well, guess what he did? Mm. He went to the Saints, and he was better than ever. With also another really good coach. Yes. So, that's what I'm saying. We got to get the quarterback pick right. I'm not so much worried about these these guys. They're going to have to make that big boy decision. Arthur Blank's going to have to make that big boy decision. The next big boy decision is going to be – How much faith do you have in the process and the pickers is the real question. We'll find out. No, that's not an answer. (laughs) Not an answer. Listen, that's, I bet, the listen, listen. that's the one thing the fan base understands, and I don't think that, that Arthur Blank and Rich McKay said nobody has any faith in you guys here, as the here, pickers here. because I the process is broken. En- I don't know enough about the inner workings of the Falcons, but I know this. I have been a Falcons fan since Steve Barkowski, Lynn Kane, William Andrews. Every single year, we only have hope. We don't have confidence. That's the truth. I of, hope. One of the saddest things I've heard or ever heard I a human hope, say. I hope that we get a playoff game. Not if you come in in Mercedes-Benz, you're getting your ass kicked. Because I'm going to tell you right now, those Detroit Lions fans, it didn't matter if they were playing the Ravens Sunday. They're in the parking lot going, we're about to kick your ass. And I want that for my city. I want that for the Falcons. And as long as I've been a Falcons fan, we just hope. We hope. 9 a.m. hour of the Steakhouse brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration. One-day treatment, life-changing results. AdvancedHair.com coming up next. It's the tailgate. Uh, Why? Is Nick Saban gone and Kirby is still here? We'll answer that question. Real simple. It's the Steakhouse Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Welcome back to the Steakhouse. Alongside Rusty Mantel, Mark Zinnowin for Steak Shapiro, 404-726-0929. The phone number online, 92.9thegame.com. Don't forget to download that Odyssey app. Take us with you wherever you go. Rusty, people don't like my energy this morning. It's whack, is what I'm told. Yeah, I'm having to take up for you on some side text, so that's okay. You don't have to. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna let them. We're gonna. We're gonna get more in Andrew Jones, but I don't want people like following you home from work or anything. <laughs> what are they gonna do? <laughs> Honestly, they're gonna hold you down and make you vote for Andrew Jones. Um, sure. There you go. Um. Well, thank you. I appreciate you standing up for me. Although Tommy tweets us and says, uh, I wonder how much more Chiefs merchandise has been sold since Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey started dating. It's, inv- it's invaluable. I yeah. heard Drew Butler mention it yesterday, and uh, listen, I'm not going to get into that subject because I could really – I want to see the product on the field. But if the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl and you have two weeks of that with that Taylor Swift talk, and can you imagine the apparel that will be – Have you ever been down to Radio Row? At Super Bowl? Yeah. I've never been to Super Bowl. Oh, Okay. You know, when you do radio, I did six Super Bowls in a row uh, on Radio Row. Uh, and, you know, look, celebrities come through Radio Row all the time, yeah, right? Like, yep. it just happens. 
you can tell when there is a legit celebrity. I mean, you have 250 radio stations yep. from across the country, and you can tell the room just stops. Yep. I can only imagine if Taylor Swift, Swift would make an appearance. And, oh, by the way, can we just get this out there? I hope the Chiefs get their asses kicked this weekend. I, I'm so nauseated by the Kansas City Chiefs at this point. I don't think they're winning. I, I, regardless I, if you like them, I, I, don't, I, I think I Baltimore. Have, I have never been a bigger Ravens fan than I am right now. That defense this week? So, beyond that. But if the Chiefs get to the Super Bowl like and go to Radio Row, if Taylor Swift were to walk through there, I'm telling you, uh, the earth might stop spinning on its axis She's for a short She's the most moment. famous person in the world right now. Which is kind of nauseating. At some point. It's kind of right. sick. Well, I'm, well, I'm just, I don't want to get into all that. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I, it's she's just, the most you know, famous. At one point, Tiger Woods was. She's the most famous person in the world right now. And the NFL is capitalizing like they've never capitalized. And I live in a home. And I, I have experienced what, that, what she does in the audience. Because I'm telling you, my eight-year-old daughter, Sunday night, sat in my lap and waited for them to show her. Now, she didn't watch the whole game. As soon as they show her walking in, the little giggle on her face, and then they show Kelsey, 87, little giggle on her face, she tunes in. And I, I tell you the difference between having boys and girls? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've got girls. So I'm just My telling kids you. are like that. <laughs> when, yeah. when does the game start? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, but but I'm saying, you know, I got an older daughter that was that watches every single play and knows what a screenplay and all that is, but I'm but, – I'm just saying what she has done and what would happen, and I'm with Stake. You know, I could care less. I mean, if they show her, they show her. Don't bother me. I loved, I loved, because I know that's who he is. I love the reaction of Jason Kelsey rooting for his brother, and he had the best damn time. He was tailgating with the Bills Mafia. You think he don't give a damn? That's one of the biggest, most prideful Philadelphia Eagles ever. He didn't give a damn. That's his brother. He was going to drink some beer and have a good time. Yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. People, the, people I, getting bit I, out of shape. Man. I think the Kelsey's drink beer. I think that's what they do. Let me tell you something. I would love to have uh, Travis. Uh, not, maybe not, but Jason. If I could sit down and have a couple with him, I listen to their podcast. I don't think you. I don't think couple is enough. I think you'd have oh, to yeah, have a I mean, couple you'd of you'd cases. Have to, uh, you'd have to buckle up. Man. Yeah, I mean, you, you've got to bring a bucket with yeah, you, no doubt. But I'm just saying, two people that what's I what's going down might not two, stay down. Two people that I love to listen to on podcasts. Or Edelman. Well, they have the most popular. Ed- Edelman. The Kelsey brothers are the most Edelman popular podcast. The sto- Edelman telling the stories about Randy Moss, which uh-huh. are fantastic. And then Jason Kelsey's podcast. That's about on two I listen to. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I listen to the tailgate every day. Yeah. It's time to tailgate. No, Maybe tailgate. Taking a look around the world of college sports. This is the tailgate on the Steakhouse. Brought to you by all four seasons garage and entry doors. Big enough to serve, small enough to care. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. All right. Rusty, uh, mm. we're going to start this on a little bit of a somber note yeah, because uh, Uga 10, Uga 10. I went to doggy heaven. Yep. Um, so, uh, it, if, correct me if I'm wrong here, I don't know. He was collared, right? Yep. That's the ceremony in which yep. he's officially named. 2015, Georgia 2015. Southern game. Yep. He was I born was... in 2013. Yep. So, he lived, what, 10 plus years? My man went 91 and 18. Is that good? That's pretty damn good. Mm. Two SEC championships. Is that good? And back to back. National championship. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Seven New Year's Six Bowl appearances. Is uh, in Uga Hall of Fame. Is Uga Ten a Hall of Famer? He is. Okay. He is a first checking. ballot. First ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, a Bulldog Hall of Famer. No doubt. Uh, how do they choose the next one? Do they have one in waiting already? They always, they they always they have, have the birth They always one? have two or three in waiting. Okay. And they just they just named. How, them. how do Boom. they decide Uga Eleven? Listen, you're not in that committee. Is that it like it, for the white listen, smoke to come out of the chimney? It's blood in, blood out to sit in that room. 
for that decision. They've already named Boom. He's the next one. They, they collared him this year. So, Boom boom, boom lost to Bama this year. So, he's, he's got some stuff to talk about in the offseason. But it's a big deal, man. It's a big deal. Never Don't mind. go there today. I will not, not be able to say. You go there today. I will not be able to I'm, save you. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right I'm, now. I'm absolutely walking you away. You go from there this today, one. and Speaking I promise of UGA. you, I will be able to save you. <laughs> UGA men's basketball takes on LSU hoops tonight. Big game, Big game oh, tonight God. in Athens. Uh, LSU, Georgia, <laughs> and Georgia thirteen and five right now. They're impressive. Look, um, they play defense, man. They play. They will get in your face and I, play defense. I want to wait another. LSU this two week weeks. and Bama next Wednesday. I want night. to wait another two weeks to find out how real they real. Like, look, you know, this is what you're discovering. You're, most peop, most teams are about five, six games into conference playing earnest right now, Correct. right? Yep. Um, and you know, those first couple of games right after Christmas into January, you're talking about situationally spots where, hey, it's our first road game in like yep. literally a month, or it's our first conference game of the year, and we're stepping up in class because we played a week not like. There's a lot of situational things that now that you've played four or five conference games, you're starting to see what teams are on the road too, right? From a conference perspective, so I, I, I need. I, I'm not saying they're. I don't know what Georgia is. Yep. I, I know they're competitive as hell. Yeah, I know. I, I, I don't I know, know if they're. I know, I know this as a Georgia Bulldog fan and watching basketball all these years for the first time in nine years, they're a real threat to be a, in tournament talk. Yes, and I think you know it's a game like this against LSU at home. Like I would argue that if if they basically run the table at home. They're going to make the tournament because they'll be 10 and 8 they in got, conference. They got LSU this, this Wednesday night. Like, this night. is a game you got to win. Got to win tonight and then Alabama next Wednesday The win night. over South Carolina was huge. On the road. Yes. Yes. Huge. Because I didn't and don't think forget, they beat three ACC teams, too, yeah. as well. So, uh, it's certainly something to, something to look forward to. Um, I want to talk about – let me change this up here. Go ahead. And Day is going to get in with me. There's a young man. And, and the city of Atlanta has put out so many good basketball players the last five, ten years. We could go on and on about this. There is a senior at McEachern by the name of Ace Bailey. And I'm telling you right Ace. now, this guy's six foot eight and a half. Mm-hmm. He's number two. He has he has risen to the number two player in America for every recruiting service, including on threes, number two. He's committed to Rutgers. Yep. Got named McDonald's All American yesterday. And I'm gonna tell you right now, if you want to go watch a high school basketball player that is a grown ass man, day day. 100%, man. And Rusty dropped 33 Saturday, I believe it was, against yep. uh, Milton and yep. then turned around last night and had 28 and 12, or 28 and 14, I should say, against Harrison. I mean, the kid is just. Big man that can handle. Yes. Very rare. I'm telling you, I, I, I kind of like basketball, high school basketball, all that. When I saw his highlights, the first thing I said, I'm going to see McEachern play because I know in two years it's going to cost me 50 bucks to, to watch him play right. State Farm. <laughs> so, so my cheap ass is going now. I'll pay that 10 to watch him now and, and damn that $55 in two years. Right. Yeah, well worth McEachern, it. Yeah. Super freak. Well. Um, Pace Academy coach, Coach White, who we've had in here before, got mm-hmm. named to the McDonald's All-American. He's going to be a head coach for the East, correct? Yep, he'll be the East coach. And then shout-out to Tucker head coach James Hartree, who will be one of his assistants, as well as Pace assistant coach Jonathan Robinson. Yep, awesome. A lot of, lot of representation for McDonald's All-American team. It was announced yesterday. All right, well, there is that. Um, and then, by the way, just, uh, Will Rogers exiting the transfer portal. Staying at – Washington, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Fish comes in from Arizona, talk to me. Can I tell you one of the more depressing things I've ever seen? What happened to Will Rogers this year? Like, Will Rogers was on pace to break every single SEC passing record ever. Yep. 
Like, Aaron Murray would have been second. Yep. And whatever. I think he got hurt. Well, no, but what Mike Leach, may rest in peace, yep. passed away, yep. and they went from an, a pass-first team to a run for He only needed like 2,000 yards passing, Rusty, to, to break the record coming into this year. They missed some games, too. He, he got hurt, missed some games, but he only had like 1,200. It was like it, it, the, the most devastating thing. This kid did nothing but chuck the ball around the yard for three years straight. Guarantee you, I don't know, uh, this is just my opinion, no inside information that he had something wrong with him because at the end of the year he had no zip left on the ball. He liked Jake Fromm at the end where Jake Fromm's uh, arm yeah. was shot. Yeah. That's what it looked like to me. Like his, his, He had no zip on the ball. But another year, Washington, big win for them to keep him. And, uh, you know, that's what's going on right now. We'll talk about Harbaugh, but if Harbaugh leaves, Michigan's got to make a quick decision because the 30-day window open for their roster. Real quick, as I teased it before, Saban's gone, game is changing him. Kirby's still here. If Kirby uses the Saban model, how much longer does he have? I don't know. He's wired so different, but he's not going to be doing this at 72. You can bet your ass on that. At 72 years old, that dude's going to be living on a beach somewhere. I mean, he's only, what, 40, 48? 48. Yeah, but he's – it's. it's does he coach another 10 years? Oof. Let's just say he wins another national title. George's got three. I don't know that anybody else can do so. That would put him at uh, eight. That put him at eighteen years. I don't know anybody does eighteen years in this world. A head coach, SEC. I don't know anybody can do eighteen more years. So that would be eighteen total for him. I don't. I don't. I don't know, man. That would be pushing it for me, right? Like yeah. you got to think that within five to seven years, Kirby's not here. Just I don't know five to seven. You think but ten you t- is you the think, cap? I think ten would be the cap, man. There's no way. I, I just not with this schedule. There's no way, dude. Think Hel- about how much more it's going to change too, with dude. With, the landscape of college football in general, how much no, more is going to change? I, I couldn't see that. Now, five or six, seven, yeah, but you start talking about 10, I, I don't know if you might long, do that. How much longer is Dabo or Clemson? Uh, a couple more, I would think. I would think five or six, I would think for him. I mean, yeah. he's, got, he's already got a lake house up there. I mean, because he doesn't, he, he, he doesn't deal with a portal. How, how, long, how much longer would he be successful? He's in the right league, mm-hmm. but Florida State's got a hell of a lot better. And yeah. that's changed things for him. Yeah. All right, coming up next, uh, what did Mel Kuyper just tell us about the Falcons' coaching search? Mm. We'll answer that strange question next. Alongside Roster Mansell, Mark Zeno for Steak Shapiro. It's the Steakhouse Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com, the Odyssey app.